A very good day, guys and girls, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Backwards. Today we have a special episode that revolves around Tomochain. And on their behalf, I have the pleasure to talk to Kim Chedervedi. He's the Chief Business Development Officer at Tomochain, and besides that, we are also joined by Tom. He's the founder of Vietnamese-based crypto platform Coin98, and they have a strong presence in Southeast Asia. Well, we all have witnessed the growing popularity surrounding Tomochain the past weeks, but what is exactly driving that sentiment? Let's start the conversation and find out. Welcome to my show, Kin and Tan. I'm really hyped to talk to you guys since Tomochain is one of my favorite projects. I mean, during my intro, I already gave a very short introduction of both of you, but uh, what does it mean to, to be in charge of uh, the business development uh, over at Tomochain, uh, Kin? Yeah, sure. So thank you. I mean, we're uh, really excited to be on the show and really appreciate your time. Um, you know, so Tomachain you know, is is one of the most exciting projects out there. I uh, I myself uh, was an early investor in the project um, well before I joined. Okay. And after kind of seeing how much development was happening internally back in 2018, um, you know, I was uh, heavily involved in the community side of things. Um, I started kind of working, talking more with the internal team and things like that. And eventually it made sense to, uh, we decided that, you know, for, for me to join. And um, so I've been with Tomochain now uh, in an official capacity for, uh, I guess, about uh, 14 months at this point. And it's been amazing because, you know, the, the great thing is that with Tomochain, we are the, we're the largest public blockchain out of Southeast Asia. And uh, frequently, if you look at like dap.com or dap review and these sites, you know, we're ranked in the top five. Um, and because of that, you know, because of our location in Vietnam and in Southeast Asia, um, you know, we've seen Vietnam, Southeast Asia has been a hotbed for crypto growth during the last uh, year, year and a half. And being at the center of that has really allowed uh, for us to do a ton of business development in not only in Southeast Asia, but also in places like China. Japan and Korea, because um, various blockchain partners, exchanges, um, payment platforms, they're all wanting to get access to Vietnam. And so likewise, what it allowed us to do is really open the doors over the last year, year and a half into the greater part of the Asian market. Um, because it really, there really isn't a, a, another, uh, I would say, blockchain that's kind of at the growth stage right now that we're at um, at this point. Um, you know, we've been in mainnet since 2018, December, so it's been a, over a year and a half. We have multiple projects that are building on us, including our friends here at Coin98 with Don. Um, and uh, we've been able to, you know, I think identify the fact that businesses themselves do want to use blockchain. It's just that one of the key things is that, you know, they need someone to work with them in traditional business startup space. Um, you know, it's great to have a technology out there, but for a business that's not used to blockchain, um, they need someone to talk to. They need someone to work with. They need customer technical support, right? Sure. And and I think that's kind of where we're coming from. So, Tom, maybe you can give us uh, a short introduction about you, Tom. Uh, you are a CEO of Coin98. And what is your connection to, to Tomochain? Yeah, sure. First, uh, uh, thanks for having me uh, on the show today. Um, You're welcome, Tom. Talking a little bit about Coin uh, ADA, uh, Coin uh, is, is uh, starting as a uh, a crypto community um, 
uh, back in 2000, uh, 2017. Um, me, myself, uh, also, you know, in, I think in 2017, every, every, everyone is, is crazy about Bitcoin when it yeah. comes to, uh, you know, reach $20,000 per Bitcoin. And I was one of the, you know, of the, you know, the investor at, at that day. And um, started from there, we built a community, um, you know, just uh, gathering about uh, all the, the, the crypto investors uh, who are really passionate about this industry. Uh, for, uh, after four years, right now, Coinline, they have about uh, 20,000 investors um, in the communities. And we are looking for, you know, um, hidden gems or very um, good fundamental projects to, um, to um, support. And um, in 2019, we started, uh, um, you know, uh, learning about Tomo Chain. And then at that time, after we do a lot of research about the projects, we really think that this is a very, very good platform to to support. And and, and in 2017, I started as a one of the master node uh, to stake out in Tomo um, uh, on the on a Tomo chain uh, platform. And uh, at the end of 2019, uh, you know, after a three years in building the communities, we, and using a lot of crypto wallets, uh, we do think that there's a still a gap between what we need as a user, as a user, um, and what other wallets is providing. Uh, so that's why we, we, we want to build a wallet that we really want to use. Uh, and inside of uh, of Coinite Wallet, we issue uh, CNI token, and um, you know, uh, you know, after doing a lot of research, we 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 decided to issue our tokens based on Tomochain, which is a very very um, you know uh, good platform to start. It. Um, as you see today, you know, when you send uh, ETH, um, you know, the gas fee today is about. It's uh, crazy, especially with Uniswap going on right now. It's. Uh... Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I didn't today, pay $8, I, $9 a transaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that's, laughs> I'm trying to send like a $10, $10 transaction and I spent $4 in, in the yeah. gas fee. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for, for most traders, you know, who trade with a significant size, that's, you know, no problem. But uh, in my opinion, blockchain should be for everyone. And, you know, for some, $8, $8 is a lot of money. So yeah. yeah, it's that's it, it's a crazy situation. It it it, it both shows that uh, adoption is is thriving, but the systems just can't keep up. Yeah. So back in the day, that I, I'm really thankful about that. You know, that you choosing Tomo Chain to um, you know to um, issue CNI tokens based on Tomo Chain because it's uh, right now uh, it, on Tomo Chain. There's a very very um, uh, special protocol called Tomo Z. Uh, so you, it, it's mean that when you issue your token using Tomo Z protocol, you send your tokens at nearly zero fees. And it's, you know, I really, really love it, that feature. I want to dive in on, on that with, uh, with Kin later on. That's, that's, that's something really, really interesting. Yep. So uh, residing in the same country, it, it makes doing business also so much easier. And Kin, a question for you. Since... Tomo Chain originated in uh, back in 2018. Like you are, you are quite young, but also uh, it was a vicious market. It was like right in the center of a bear market. Uh, what have you and 
and your company uh, learn from this experience, especially from from a business development uh, perspective? Yeah, man. God, 2018 was crazy. We didn't even know that we were in a bear market until you know it really hit us, right? We raised our <laughs> yeah. capital in like in March 2018, and we're like, okay, things are great. And then all of a sudden, it's like, holy crap, what is going on with the market, right? It's tanking. Yeah, it, um, it was that bad, yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, you know, we had our moments, of course, uh, but but I think the the biggest the biggest lesson, um, uh, maybe it's not a lesson, but it's really, I think the, the main thing that we did at that time was honestly, we tethered. Like whatever we raised, um, we didn't want to risk that. So we tethered yeah. it. That was, I think, the best decision that we could have ever made because essentially what that allowed us to do was have a runway that we knew could keep us going for at least three years, yeah. um, even as we wanted to scale the business. Right? And I know we have there are a number of really great partners of ours that I have talked to that unfortunately did not do that. And they kept it in Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever it was. And you know they felt the pain. And I, I felt really bad about yeah. that. I think but that was one of the biggest things, man. Yeah. Oh, I... I I can imagine because I mean, especially uh, when those big ICOs, they, they raise like insane amounts of money and mm-hmm. uh, just keeping it in the base currency you, you got it in, like, like, like Ethereum, it's just pure speculation. So that was a very smart, but also a bold move, I can understand, to, 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 to swap it over into uh, USDT. I think it, it, one part of it is that, you know, um, the, the, all of the executive team at Tomochain, um, we all come from different industries. Um, mm-hmm. We've been working, you know, at least for 10, 15 years before we, you know, were really working together at Tomochain. And that taught us, and many of us are from the startup background. So that really taught us kind of like, okay, we have to think about P&L. We have to think about runway how do, and what we need to build. Uh, about how do we, how much we need to build, and um, I think that was and it's already risky enough being crypto as is, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that helped quite a bit. We also have, we have a you know I think in, in that experience was incredibly important, um, and at the same time I think um, uh, what has been really delightful for me is just that irrespective of whether you know we're really crunching during that bear market when we you know it's sort of like sentiment is down, everyone's feeling low, but the fact is the team Time kept to get working to work. at the same pace. Yeah, we, we just kept working. That's it. And and the nice yeah. thing is, even as sentiment has shifted, team is still working at the same pace. And that's why I love working with this. Yeah, and now you can see that you are like you know, uh, floating up uh, on top. You know, the, the projects getting recognized for for their hard work during rough times. Um, it definitely so, feels good. <laughs> yeah. So so now's the time for adoption, and I have a question uh, for you, uh, Thon. Do you think that like newly created wallets is a is a good benchmark for for the adoption rate? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I think you know the number uh, as as long as we have more new new created wallets, um, you know, uh, it's it's a, it's a quite good uh, benchmark for the mass adoption. But uh, I think that's a, a better um, benchmark that we can use. That we should focus on is the number of active wallets that being used uh it okay. means when people create a wallet uh i think you know uh, you know nowadays even us um for one person we don't use just one wallet but we use a, a lot of wallets exactly and especially when we have you know a, you know a different chains and different chains we have different wallets so the number of wallets is uh i think it's, it's, it's a pretty good benchmark but um as long as we create a wallet we should use the wallet so um if we can, is there any way that we can, uh, is there's a good benchmark that we should focus on for the mass adoption? I think it's uh, the 
the number of active um, wallets that have been created and being used, and especially for use for you know for for uh, for payments for other uh, purposes, uh, not only just speculating, speculating or or trading. Yeah. So actually, actually, for day-to-day transactions. Because exactly. yeah, the same. I come also from a from a startup background where you you have like all these startups. They are flashing their 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 app download uh, figures, but it it doesn't say anything because you know people can download exactly. the app because because they got offered like you know two dollar discount or something. But if they don't use it, it doesn't mean anything. So I think that's a that's a good addition on yeah on on how to properly measure uh, adoption um again before we are going to talk about tomo chains adoption i would like to ask some more about the different tomo protocols and if i'm correct tomo chain offers three protocols namely tomo x tomo z and finally tomo p so how do these different protocols compare to each other within your ecosystem? Sure. So uh, I think a, a core part of what we are doing is with these three protocols. We call them the, uh, the protocol trifecta, essentially. They're all layer one protocols. Uh, that means they're built into the, the fabric of our blockchain. They're not smart contracts, essentially. And they, all three of them um, enable different functionalities, and the, but they're intended to work together. So um, as uh, Thon was mentioning earlier, there's Tomo Z. So Tomo Z, yeah, you can issue any token, like you think of an ERC20 token on Ethereum, you issue the token on Tomo Chain, but the unique aspect of this is that the token you issue, when the user wants to send the token, they only need to consider that token, that token. They don't need to pay a gas fee in a base token. So the user doesn't have to hold Tomo to send, say, Coin98. The user, Coin98 user, just simply has to send Coin98. The gas fee is taken from Coin98. And so that way what happens is we essentially are trying to mask a big part of the friction of the public blockchain. And as a result of this, the user doesn't need to know they're on Tombow Chain or that necessarily they're, uh, they're using blockchain in that way. And I think for, um, for Thon and for Coin98, this allowed them to scale up their numbers to, at one point, I think it was like some 100,000 users. And... They didn't, again, it was like they were simply able to interact with their dApps um, with the uh, ability to redeem their tokens. And who cares about the underlying blockchain? So that, that's Tomo Z. And I think that, that Coin98 is a great example of it. Um, so Tomo X is, uh, we recently launched that. It is our DEX protocol. What it essentially allows you to do is anyone can launch a permissionless decentralized exchange in just a couple of minutes. It's almost a turnkey solution. And the advantage of this is that, number one, we're removing, again, the, the need for people to understand all the tech underneath it. Um, the second thing is, because, again, it's a layer one technology, the DEXs that are operating on top of Tomo X operate at the speed of Tomo Chain's blockchain with this 2,000 uh, transactions per second. So the end user experience is incredibly fast. It also is entirely permissionless and on-chain. So the order books, all the market, uh, the, the matching of orders is done by our master node network. It's not, and so that way there is no, uh, it's not a hybrid exchange at all. It is purely permissionless. And on top of that, all the DEXs that launch on top of Temo X have a shared order book. So you can have a buyer on one exchange and a seller on another exchange. Um, and so the, I think the primary example of that right now is uh, we launched our own DEX called Tomo DEX. Uh, and uh, so right now we've been doing all kinds of 
listings. We listed SRM yesterday, which we did really, really oh, yeah. well. Uh, we listed well, the first list uh, Wi-Fi, yeah, Wiren as well. So we've been working with Decenter, and there are a bunch of other cool projects coming along. But I think it's, it's been showing that um, you can operate a decentralized exchange uh, without it being super slow. And the other thing is, users don't have to pay gas fees at That's all. That's a huge Again, benefit. If you're trading, if you're trading Bitcoin with Ethereum. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're trading Bitcoin with Ethereum on the order book. You don't need to hold Tomo. Just trade Bitcoin with Ethereum. Done. <laughs> That's the thing now you are seeing with, uh, with Uniswap. You know, you can trade all these tokens, but every time the same problem arises. Oh, I don't have enough <laughs> <cash>. for, for <laughs> gas fees and, <laughs> and I'm missing out and I have to buy it like 10% higher because I'm, you know, I'm switching between wallets and that's the whole hassle and uh, out of things. So that hugely increases uh, the uh, user experience. So I, I love to see that. Um, I also saw that, that you are like offering uh, a, a lending mechanism uh, within uh, uh, Tomodex for USDT. That's right. So basically, um, the nice thing about this is that users can come in and, you know, if they want to borrow some USDT, uh, they can do so. We use an order book fashion, order book style, like you would with um, with spot trading. And uh -huh. the nice thing is that the, you can put up any collateral that is BTC, ETH, or Tomo, and we're going to be adding more. So the nice thing is, again, it's like it's not just Ethereum-based tokens or Tomo chain-based tokens. You can put up collateral in a variety of different tokens to borrow USDT. And again, everything is permissionless on-chain. Um, we also make sure that, you know, if you're getting close to, say, liquidation, um, we can automatically top you up. We send, you know, warnings and alerts on that front. So we try to make it, again, as user-friendly as possible. I mean, I, I used this function when I was trying to, um, I was trying to uh, do some, some uh, the, the wiren uh, liquidity farming, basically, or, or yield farming. And so I just put it locked in some Tomo, got some USDT, and then I basically locked it into Curve. Dot fi and uh, and I was like earning more Wi-Fi. I was happy with that. It was pretty cool. And so I, I think we're seeing people doing that a lot. They uh, they borrow USDT and then they'll they'll use it for various purposes. And um, the last thing is uh, I think just Toma P. So uh, Toma P stands for privacy. So this is going to be um, launched at the end of this year, and it's a, pr a privacy protocol. It's more about privacy suite. So what, essentially, what it's going to allow you to do is send any transaction purely privately in four seconds flat. Um, and that includes Tomo, any, any Tomo chain-based token, as well as you know, our, the BTC, ETH, and other tokens that are essentially wrapped in the Tomo chain network. Um, we'll be able to basically send that really fast uh, and, really, and privately. The other thing that it's going to allow you to do is we're going to be enabling um, private-based DAP integration. So you can have private financial app applications. Uh, so that way users can transact stake is maybe the easiest way of kind of imagining it. You could stake privately. Um, and so and, and, and you can you can have uh, private NFTs. So if you're playing your games, you're earning NFTs, you're, you're trading NFTs, it can be done entirely privately. So we're going to try to enable as much of that as we can, because at the end of the day, when a user is walking up to a cash register and they're paying, you don't want them paying having to have dual currencies. You don't want to have them waiting in another queue, waiting for confirmation time. And you want to make sure that they're in control of their money and it's being done privately so no one can see what their balances are. And that means your, your debit card, your bank, basically, right? If you're using a debit card in this case. So that's where these all three of these protocols come together. Um, it's about transacting value privately and seamlessly without having to pay gas fees, without that not, uh, unnecessary friction, and incredibly cheap. So uh, that's kind of the, I guess, maybe the whole trifecta of these protocols. And really, they're not just individual things. They're really intended to work together. I have looked at that uh, 
very nicely uh, designed infographic, you know, where you see that trifecta. <laughs> yeah. And I also prepared a, a question about, okay, what type of depths do you think will drive the most mainstream adoption? But it's almost impossible to answer because the possibilities are, are, are basically endless uh, with this uh, uh, trifecta. So I, I but, think that, and that that's yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. So, but if you had to 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 choose a a single use case, and then and then especially for uh, the the current no coiners, so for the, for the people mm-hmm. who don't mm-hmm. own crypto, what kind of solutions that will uh, uh, yeah be be brought up by Tomochain uh, could be the the yeah the the best product to market fit for that group? Absolutely. So I think when you think about these three protocols coming together, right? Um, the one area that I really look at are the you know one to two billion people in this world which are unbanked. A large part of them are in Asia. Um, I think one nice thing is with smartphones now, smartphones are cheap enough such that um, even the lowest of the and that's socioeconomic scale strata can can get a smartphone and have internet, and they can be entrepreneurs. They can run their own businesses, but primarily it'll be local because they don't they're not banked. Yeah. So I think what happens here is that for people like this, um, dApps can be developed in a way where they can actually transact with other people, whether it's locally, nationally, or internationally, because you're not, you don't have to be part of the central banking system at all. You don't have to have credit rating or anything. You simply have to have the ability to be entrepreneurial, um, to be able to learn and to be able to then, and then you can essentially transact. So people will be able to, uh, number one, use it for payments. Number two, the way that uh, we're building our TomoX uh, protocol, it also means that you'll be able to lend. So essentially, users will be able to um, uh, earn. They'll be able to lend out, meaning they can earn interest rates. So they can actually have better savings than your 0.1% that I'm earning in my bank account in the United States. <laughs> yeah. um, far, greater than, far greater than any inflation rate, right? Definitely. So they'll be able to save spend and they, it will be their own money it is not it's not going to be held by anybody else um so and and so the, the trifecta really i think enables um a private financial based applications to allow people to transact save and borrow yeah and in my view the only thing where uh, some form of centralization should step in is that mm-hmm. companies like tomochain decide how to wrap this technology into easy to use applications because um with mm-hmm. this decentralization of you know being able to to lend or borrow or or, or whatnot also uh gives a, a big uh responsibility so you have to make it not foolproof but like very clear to use and and to to communicate uh the dangers the benefits uh, so they can util- utilize it for their own good Hundred percent. And the thing is, you know, we are we all are envisioning a decentralized future. But the fact is, we live in a centralized world today. We're trying to kind of get there, right? And so we want to, we have to take it step by step. And so we are obviously it is going to start off with having some kind of centralized control. And the idea is to let go of that over the course of time as systems are proven. Um, and that includes things like basic smart contracts. Right. Um, I think the ability to be able to tap into a smart contract that has been uh, audited and proven to be kind of secure, there's no reason to not be able to use that. And I think similarly, when it comes to blockchains and protocols like what we've been building, we have to look for areas of weakness. We have to kind of address them as time moves on. That's why they are risky today. Right. All uh, blockchain yeah. systems are risky today. Um, but over the course of time, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to 
uh, kind of let go of the whole the centralized aspect and really truly make it a decentralized platform for everybody. But you're right, it will take time. It, it definitely sounds like we are on the on the verge of of going into that next phase. And uh, Tan, if I'm correct, you are mainly operating in Southeast Asia, as you told me before. Yeah, true. Uh, so you are, you know, probably you know an expert in that market, but. What is the current sentiment for, for cryptocurrencies and blockchain in general over there? That's an, an, a very interesting question. Um, talking about, I think uh, right now uh, in Southeast Asia markets and especially in Vietnam market, I think everything is, is uh, quite crazy. Um, I've been in 2017, so I can, right now at, the, at this market sentiment, I do feel that people um, have the same feeling as 2017. That feeling is is, is coming back um, from the community side. I do see new people that starting, um, you know, uh, to come back to the crypto market. They keep asking their friends about how to invest in crypto, how to buy Bitcoin, how can I start making my money, and um, especially in the past three months. So if you take a take a look at, at all the charts, um, especially for low cap uh, coins and tokens in the past in the past three months, their performance is really, really good. I think some, some tokens is have uh, 3x, 5x, uh, 10x, or even 20x, um, you know, gains from, from the bottom uh, back in, in May or in June. Yeah, so people are just making money. So they, they keep, you know, spreading the words. They're talking about uh, crypto, how, to, uh, how, how, can, how easy you are, you, you, you can make money from the crypto market. So I think the market right now, especially in Vietnam or in Southeast Asia, is 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 quite crazy. I do think that in if Bitcoin price is keep maintaining at this this price at eleven thousand, or or uh-huh. if it keep increasing the price, and then I I think a lot of people, a lot of people, especially for those for most of the people who who bought Bitcoin at 20,000, they, they, they will come back. And after that, they, when the media, they, they started talking about Bitcoin and that kind of stuff, then I think at this, this time, the trend is much bigger than, than yeah, we are Yeah, we are witnessing the formation of a yeah, much bigger wave. And uh, Ken, a question for you, because... The search we have seen lately, especially in in DeFi, uh, I mean, we we can't deny the fact that Ethereum is playing a huge role in in that. Um, You already told something about uh, transactions, how how you don't need any token chain in your wallet to transact different tokens from other blockchains if you you have them in your token wallet. Uh, But what makes token chain so different from Ethereum besides that? Because people are referring multiple times to Tomo Chain as the uh, Vietnamese Ethereum as, as a meme. So, so yeah, what's the what's the big difference? Sure. So, um, I, I think to, to start off with, uh, when we think about DeFi, right, Ethereum and DeFi, um, DeFi itself, uh, I think, has a very narrow view right now, and typically it's being uh, we think of it as uh, either DEXs or Oracle stablecoins. Governance tokens that are you know used for lending and swapping pools. That's what's kind of gotten everyone uh, into a frenzy. But um, really, uh, when we think about DeFi, it is about developing an alternative trustless finance system that can operate alongside and 
uh, independently from like the current financial system that we live in, right? So uh, the, the whole purpose of TomoChain, even if you look at the white paper from our mission statements, it was about working in the open finance sector and building a blockchain that could support that. So the way I really look at it, it's not about an individual aspect on TomoChain, like we're building a liquidity pool, we're building an Oracle on it um, that mm -hmm. helps it stand out. The point is the entire blockchain itself was geared for allowing for a high volume of transactions, that means payments essentially, to be done and to allow for the systems to operate on TomoChain without, without bogging it down. I think that's that's been the entire point. And these protocols have been geared to support that. Now, when we come back to say, uh, you know, uh, sure, direct comparisons, we've already talked about, you know, gas fees, we've already talked about um, the speed and, and things like that. And I, I understand that, but I think that the, 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 biggest, the biggest point what we're trying to do is, in, is create a financial engine. And so I look really at the kind of the high level perspective rather than looking at the individual projects that are say building on a specific component on it. Because we're EVM compatible, uh -huh. The one thing that we are looking at, and this is what we always do, we, we innovate, but we also look at what's happening in the industry. And so, you know, we know that, okay, right now, there's a lot of excitement in, um, in these various spaces with uh, the liquidity pools, AMMs, uh, oracles, and things like that. So what we're looking at is, okay, fine, there's liquidity there. Um, what would it take to, say, bring some of the liquidity onto TomoChain? Because that can then help enable more of these finance-based applications that we're uh, that we talked about earlier that could be used on top of ThermoChain, right? Yeah, that makes sense. We are actually working internally right now um, on developing, uh, I guess you could say, a, a new set of technology um, that will, uh, number one, enable users to be able to get access to all that liquidity from Ethereum on top of ThermoChain and to encourage liquidity providers to come to ThermoChain while also being able to tap into everything that's happening in the other blockchain spaces. Okay, that's very to, Again, liquidity, right? So I think what happens then is, um, you know, it, it, it can then, it, it, because ultimately what's happening right now is people are chasing uh, returns, right? That's what's happening. And that's, and, and that's yeah. driving awareness too. Which is great. We need that, right? In in, in any of these things. So um, what we're looking at is how we can bring that over to Tomochain. Um, and I think then once we have that, uh, it will really be able to enable this engine to kind of run much faster and enable developers uh, and um, and, uh, and finance based companies to come in and take advantage of that in a way that can really benefit people. Okay. So will we see big projects or any projects uh, make the make the switch to to Tomo chain is that like the ultimate goal or so i think that the way that we look at it when we think about switching right um so one thing we did we did not do was actively chase after say individual ethereum developers or developers on other blockchains to come to Tomo chain um, we didn't think that the kind of time and effort required to bring individual devs over was going to be valuable instead what we did was we focused on um, onboarding businesses that were looking for blockchain exposure that which already had an existing customer base user base c98 coin 98 is one example another example is which this actually they did switch uh, but uh, there's a company called bakur based out of japan they operate the largest ethereum wallet in japan called hb wallet and they decided to switch to tomo chain okay. so they have not only the biggest wallet uh, Ethereum wallet in Japan. They also have an NFT market. They also uh, do uh, DApp development. 
So they're bringing all the resources that's, that's, that's huge. over to Tumblechain. Yeah, man, it's awesome. I mean, so so these guys, they, they released a, a, an app called Pantograph. And, and man, it's an amazing wallet, social wallet. Um, they are really good at, at their job. I mean, in terms of developing and marketing uh, their products. And they're, they just recently announced they're releasing an NFT marketplace on Tumblechain that will allow for NFTing of um, audio, video, images. And I, I found this interesting. Instagram influencers will be able to NFT their posts. They have to validate, verify that oh. they're an Insta, the, the particular Instagram influencer, right? They have to log into yeah. their Instagram account. And then they can take one post and each post can have an individual NFT tag to it. So they're doing some interesting things with, um, I think, pop groups All, the, all those idols. You, know, you have all these yes. Japanese idols and, and they, have a, they have a massive following. Yes. So. You're getting you're getting the sense they have they have interesting connections over there, and so there's a reason for them in terms of developing this. So it, it's stuff like this, right? That I think it really excites me. We don't look at individual. There's nothing wrong with individual developers. Like I was a developer myself. I was from game dev, and but but I think the point is is that it's better to when you're a small company that's raised eight million dollars during ICO, you need to look at what is the right what's the bigger play. How do I bring in more users at once? And I think those who already understand how to run a business have a customer base, user base, that's where we need to go after. And um, I think because, again, of our technical customer support, uh, Bakur was really happy to switch over to the chain. And it became happened organically over a one-year period. We just got to know each other, and it happened. So this is what we're really looking for when we think about uh, groups coming to Tomo Chain. Well, that sounds like a solid uh, strategy. So before we wrap this conversation up, uh, to what events do you both look forward to the most for the remaining of uh, 2020 or even this coming quarter, starting with you, uh, Thon? I think for 2020, well, the biggest event I'm, will, uh, I'm looking for right now is uh, Ethereum. Uh, is it, a, a blockchain platform that uh, can, can solve the, pro the scalability problems because uh, right, I think, you know, you know, when the Bitcoin price and the market at, at this market sentiment, if Bitcoin price go up beyond you know above twenty thousand dollars, and we have a very big opportunity when a lot of people they start knowing about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and that at that time we can try ride the hype and bring crypto to mass adoption, and we do need a a blockchain platform that can um, you know that can allows all the D apps that give you for mass adoption. It's all about the, you know, it's, it's, it should be much cheaper fees, uh, very fast, and, and, you know, it can uh, allows all the user, and, uh, you know, it can support a lot of transactions. Can, so that's, that's, the, that's one thing that I'm really looking for in, in, in this year. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? So, yeah, for us, I guess maybe I'll, um, specifically regarding, Tomo chain, um, you know, we're getting more heavily in the DeFi space. So we just announced today that we're going to start uh, hosting a series of virtual events related to DeFi. And our first panel oh, that's cool. is a uh, panel discussion is going to have uh, the CEO of Ave. We're having the CTO of Teller, CEO of Terra Money. Oh, big um, fan of Teller. Nice. And yeah, me too, man. Me too. I love those guys. Uh, Data Dash is going to be hosting it. Um, and it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm excited to be doing this and we're going to be having a multiple ones, I think one every month or so. Um, so we're starting this up, which I'm super excited for. The second thing is, uh, next month we are updating our test net and we're going to be updating our Tomo P on that. So right now Tomo P, our privacy protocol. Privacy protocol, yeah. And so, 
That's correct. And right now it just supports Tomo, sending Tomo privately. Next month, we're going to be including um, all of our TRC, our, our, uh, like our, our tokens basically. We'll also be able to utilize that. And we're gonna start testing on um, integrating it with dApps as well because we're planning for launch at the end of the year. We're also updating our, more for the technical guys, we're updating our EVM version, our Solidity compiler. Um, so that way it's staying up to date with what's been happening on Ethereum or a tech update, but it's important. Um, Next week or the week after, I think it's next week, we're going to Tomo Wallet's getting an update. Oh, nice. Uh, we're going to be adding native support for Ethereum and for a number of ERC-20 tokens. So this will allow people to kind of store Ethereum, swap it over when they want to trade on the DEX, on our Tomo DEX or other DEXs. I think they'll make the process much, much easier. And um, on the Tomo DEX side, we have a, a, a bunch more listings that are coming up with some really cool projects over the next several weeks. So I think for, for us, uh, I think the, the most important thing is completing our protocol trifecta into mainnet, pushing them out to mainnet. So then it'll really allow us to, um, to work with developers, with companies, um, guys like, you know, our, our friends at Coin98 to really take advantage of what it means to actually have a full DeFi suite. That's what I'm really most looking forward to. Um, you know, we're, we're not in test, we're not, we're not testing this out where we've launched. It's just a matter of finishing up these protocols and, uh, and moving full force. Awesome. So it, uh, I think it's time to, uh, to switch on the notifications for the, for the Tomo chain Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Man. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I can uh, advise everyone to, uh, to, to just do that to, uh, yeah, to stay in touch with them and uh, see what's coming. Um, Thank you guys both. Uh, it was a it was a pleasure to have you on today. Um, yeah, we might catch up later if anything special uh, comes up. Uh, but for now, I wish you a very uh, very great week ahead. Hey, thank you so much. It was a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting both of us on. Um, really exciting, and it was a wonderful conversation too. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Ken. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Well, and thank you guys for listening this podcast all the way to the end again uh, I really appreciate it and as always don't forget if you have any other project you would love to have uh, come on my show don't hesitate just shoot me a DM and I will see what I can do for now I wish you a very pleasant day and the rest of the week a uh, great weekend ahead stay safe don't overtrade be happy cheers guys <laughs>